Thank you for tuning in to Devos with Dre. Our mission is to ignite a passion for God's word through Bible devotionals. Make sure to also check us out on Facebook and YouTube where we post encouraging content throughout the week. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to learn more about, please comment or message us on said platform. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to Devos with Dre. We're marching right along in Acts chapter 13. We're picking up in verse four. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Help us to apply it in every way that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. So verse four picks up uh, right after the first three where we talked about while we worship. And while they were worshiping, Paul and uh, Saul and Barnabas were picked and sent out by the Holy Spirit. And then verse four picks up. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews and they had John to assist them. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they came upon a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence, who summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the magician, for that is the meaning of his name, opposed them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of all deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and unable to see the sun for a time. Immediately, mist and darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking people to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had occurred, for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. And we're going to stop there at verse 12. Let's pick right up on this. So the church prays, the Holy Spirit speaks, sin. Saul and Barnabas out. And then it says the Holy Spirit. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went. Let's pause right here because the Holy Spirit sent them. If the Holy Spirit sent you, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be confirming words after word and actions, right? Nothing bad will happen because the Holy Spirit sent you out. And wrong. That's not what the word says. Being sent out by the Holy Spirit, just that phrase alone. Are you reminded of Matthew chapter four? Being led by the spirit into the wilderness. (laughs) Satan goes into tempting Jesus. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness where Satan would tempt him. Just because the Holy Spirit sends you out doesn't mean that you will not face opposition. You and I will face opposition. Some of us need that reminder because many times you're 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 taking the you're taking the outside and external pressures and opposition as a sign 
and an indication that God is not with you and that he has not sent you. No. Jesus said to the disciples, go to the other side. They obeyed Jesus and still faced the opposition of the winds and waves that he had to come and walk on water and say, peace be still. Oh, ye of little faith. He had to speak against those things, but he sent them and they still faced opposition. You and I will be sent by the Holy Spirit, but we'll still face opposition. I love this. Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence. This is a man of a claim. He summons to hear Saul and Barnabas. This is amazing. The Holy Spirit sins. They're doing what God has called them to do, representing at the synagogue for the Jews, Jews first, and then the Gentiles. And apparently, Sergius Paulus hears about them, says, hey, bring them to me. If you're Saul and Barnabas, oh, this is a moment to be able to affect and impact a leader with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. You're sending us. You're with us. Oh, my gosh. We're not only going to be able to speak in the local synagogue, but we get to go up to this official. We get to go up to this acclaimed person, this 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 famous person, in a sense. Uh, he has a place of uh, of notoriety. All right, let's go and go with God. But <laughs> when they had gone through the island. They came upon a certain magician. <laughs> and the man's name, Bar-Jesus, he's a false prophet. Then he's called Elamis. He's a magician. He didn't just, oh, he happened to be doing his job and he was a distraction to the preaching and the teaching of the gospel to Sergius Paulus. No, it says that this man... Elamis opposed them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. He's like, I got a good thing going right here. I'm the magician. And if he get this truth and this gospel stuff, it's going to affect my income. So I need y'all to stop. So he was doing the most. I'm also reminded here on how Peter dealt with the woman that was following them. These are the men of God. Listen to them. Y'all remember that? And, and Peter had to turn him turn around and cast the devil out of that girl. And then what did he get? He faced the opposition, spoken and being led by the spirit. And then the people hated him because the the diviners, uh, they got rid of this, their, their source of income. This lady could no longer do what she did to get them money. So they were mad at him. So opposition arises for, for Paul or Saul and Barnabas here as well. And Paul is full of the Holy Spirit and deals with his opposition. This is where the assignment lies for us right here in this text is how do we deal with our opposers? Because they had a goal in mind. They were being sent and they knew their assignment to teach and preach the gospel to these people. Now, that what gets added to the docket or gets added to the the assignment is Sergius Paulus. All right, let's go do what God has called us to do. Have you ever gotten an assignment? Known what you're supposed to do? God tells you that I want you to be a better parent. I want you to make sure that you are, are doing devotionals with your kids each night. 
I want you to pray with your spouse each night. I want you to read your Bible a little bit more. First thing in the morning, instead of checking social media, I want you to get in your word. He gives you these particular assignments so you have a direction. And you narrow your focus, you start making, being serious about it, you're going to get intentional. And then the kids act bad. Oh my gosh, they just, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be teaching y'all about Jesus, but all I feel like doing is whooping y'all and telling y'all to go to bed because, oh my goodness, that's not how we pictured this. I figured, oh, I'm going to do this great thing for you, God. I'm going to be the, the, the man of God in my home and be able to lead and disciple my kids. They're going to sit down so mannerly and listen to the word of the Lord and be discipled and become stronger in Christ. That's our viewpoint of it. Real life don't happen like that, though. Not just uh, sometimes, but often it doesn't go as well. I'm a youth pastor. That, that's enough said right there. The children's ministers get me. The youth ministers get me. You get up there to you got a word from the Lord. But then little Johnny wants to get up and share what they did for the last for this morning or last week that has nothing to do with your sermon. Or you give the mic to someone. You give them the platform to be able to answer a question. And you believe, oh, little Johnny or little Sarah will give something that will contribute and relate and bring their little minds and their peers' minds into the focus of what we're talking about. But no, little Johnny and little Sarah takes everybody on a bunny trail about nothing. Yes, and you have to get back to the assignment, which is preach and teach the word to make it meaningful because it was something. Sergius Paulus had an opportunity to hear the gospel. This was not just some little off one-off conversation thing. This probably wasn't happening on a regular basis that they were going to have an audience with Sergius Paulus. So they're probably intently focused on let's make in every moment count the Holy Spirit has sent us. What? I didn't account for Elamus. I didn't account for this distraction, this opposer, this one who is really seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Are you serious? Why don't we expect the opposition? Why don't we? We don't. When God calls us, we see flowers and butterflies. Oh, he called me to preach. He called me to be a pastor. He called me to marriage. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. We're just going to be soaking up the sun and walking on the beach together, holding hands. You know, we'll work, but it's just going to be so amazing because we're soulmates. Hmm. Yeah. Now you can't stand that person because they're so different. Why can't they put the toilet tissue back on the right way? We know it all goes a certain direction, right? Why can't I prayed and she got some beautiful long hair, but could you get your long hair out of the sink? Out of the, I mean, out of the tub. Why is it clogging up the tub? I pray. I'm so glad that's your long hair. Oh man, I'm so glad that God has blessed. Your, your husband, that is, with a nice full beard. But, oh, my, every morning he going to have trimmings all on the sink and just not going to clean them up. Mm-hmm. Marriage, real life. We got to focus and see that our God, our Jesus, is a real Jesus that can handle our real lives. And especially we're going to have real problems and we're going to have real opposition. What I want us, our takeaway from this is Saul... Paul, as he's referred to now, is led by the spirit on how he deals with this opposition. He doesn't get in his flesh. 
He was sent by the Holy Spirit and he decided to stay in the Holy Spirit, being led by the Spirit. So when opposition popped up, filled with the Spirit, he looked intently, listening, ears to the mouth of God, Holy Spirit speaking to him on what to say to this opposition. I'd probably mess this up. You probably messed it up too, because think about it. Let's just go back a couple of those examples. You had it in your heart and in your mind to lead those kids in a great devotional each night, but they started acting bad. What did you do? What did I do? Get into my flesh. And now instead of teaching him and discipling him in the ways of Christ, I'm about to exemplify just the opposite. I'm about to tell them about themselves, get on to them, raise my tone, bring fear and manipulation into the to the picture and just totally wreck it and now now i don't want to share nothing about jesus with you go to bed what did i just teach them i put them in their place because they were out of line they don't they need to come correct when they come to the word of god they need to stop all of that foolishness i told them they're like uh i came to pray with my, my 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 sweetheart pray with my spouse and they want to bring up what I did wrong, the, the hair in the sink and in the tub and, oh, man, and the clothes being out and you didn't do the dishes. Uh, you, you, Oh, you got time to do everything else, but you don't have time to do that? Well, who else doing it? Okay, so now I don't feel like praying with you. <laughs> I feel like, like being away from you now. Or I feel like fighting. Let's just go on and argue. Oh, and then we're going to get back to praying. The devil is slick. He brings opposition. But how do you and I deal with the opposition? Do we use do we handle the opposition like Paul did? Because he was led by the spirit. We see that Sergius Paulus comes to the faith. He responds in belief. He places his faith in Christ. It says in verse 12, then the proconsul believed when he saw what had occurred. What had occurred? Elamus getting cursed, turned blind. I'm not saying that we need to be out here speaking and, and bringing curses and mist and darkness on you. If the Lord leads, then do so. But it's not from a place of flesh. And because it was from the spirit, this actually worked in the favor and right in line with God's orchestration that Sergius Paulus would not just hear the teaching because he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. The teaching was going forth and he was receiving it. But when he saw it exemplified with power on how Elamis was dealt with, he's like, oh yeah, I believe. We don't think that these little oppositions and opposers and <clears throat> Difficult moments can actually work for the glory of God. I challenge you. I'm challenged. Next time we find opposition, little Johnny and Sarah pop up and have something off to say in the middle of your message. When you get ready to share with your coworker or be bold on your job with your faith and the opposition jumps up and they want to argue or so-and-so that's not even in the conversation jumps in and tries to derail everything. How you and I handle our heart posture, how we are led by the spirit and not by the flesh will be a greater witness sometimes, or at least an example to the fact that we believe and we will practice what we believe. We will practice what we preach, which will be more meaningful and more impactful to the hearer and the witness.
So let us keep that in mind to be led by the spirit. And remember that when we're sent by the spirit, we're led by the spirit. God will be glorified. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We want to glorify you. We recognize that you have called us. We want to be obedient and go where you've called us to go. Thank you for your direction and your guidance. Help us, Lord, when things don't go as we thought they should. Thank you for correcting us that even though you've called us and you've sent us, we will face opposition. Just like Jesus' assignment was to come down here and to pay the ultimate price and sacrifice on the cross. Suffering is our portion as a child of God, but we take courage that you are with us. Help us to continue to keep our ears open to you, not to allow our feelings to speak to us alone. Help us not to jump out of what we think in our opinions. Help us not to lean on our own understanding, to, but to trust you with all of our hearts and acknowledge you in all of our ways so that we can speak to opposition and handle opposition from the heart posture that will minister to the unbeliever. Help us, empower us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.